Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the Creative Commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, Shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show. Brothers, where two wackadoo but real sisters talk about two freakadeek and fake brothers, family style. <laughs> Nothing? No? Nothing. No rea- Oh man, I'm off my game. It's <laughs> <sighs> all right. I hope everyone's doing lovely today. As do I. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Nice breezy fall day. It 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 did it was kind of hot today, mm-hmm. but it is getting cooler. It is. How did you enjoy that supernatural premiere? <laughs> what supernatural premiere? <laughs> Season fifteen premieres, right? It did. I thought it premiered on the tenth. Oh, you I know what? Cable. It premieres on the. Yeah, it premieres on the tenth. So we watched it. Oh, we will have watched it by the time this comes out. Yes, Hannah. (laughs) Oh, it's the joke. (laughs) How did you like that premiere? It blew my mind. Oh my gosh! All their favorites were back, weren't they? (laughs) Yes, everybody. You had Dean. You had Sam. You have Cass. You have Cass, maybe. Great show. Everybody. You just had everybody. Great show. It was beautiful. We laughed. We cried. We pressed play. I, I definitely cried. <laughs> it's the last one. Last, it's the last Last premiere. season premiere ever. It's the final season. <laughs> Some people think, Hannah, that ten years ago, a fan made a crossroad demon deal. To get ten more I it. seasons. I believe it. I believe it. Tell me. What else do you believe? <laughs> like well, that segue? I say, so good. So like, that's, it's a great segue. <laughs> conspiracy theories, man. Conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that I believe this one, but I do find it entertaining. Uh-huh. And it's the conspiracy theory that the moon landing was a hoax. Like... They show these pictures like, oh, this shadow is wrong, you know, and who had the camera outside the spaceship when they were getting out? You know, I'm like, it's an interesting point. That That's an interesting point. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't go so far as saying as I believe that the whole thing was a hoax, but it is interesting. I did watch a Mythbusters episode on the whole moon landing stuff. And trying to test yeah. and see, like, oh, would the flag really do this in outer space and blah, blah, blah. And I want to say they proved that it probably wasn't a hoax. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, it probably wasn't. You know, maybe. But also, you have to record so somebody, like, 
they know it's going to be the media event of the century. So somebody's going to go outside and like, okay, let's recreate it, guys. Because we, yeah. Like, duh. I think the yeah. whole star, that like, someone was like, you can't see the stars. And so then that's all, like, well, the cameras are kind of shitty and it's bright out because the sun's out. Sun's yeah. out, stars out. Yeah, the moon one's a good one. Um, I love any theory that involves aliens. Especially... Nice. Yes, aliens are great. Yeah, especially ancient aliens. I fucking love the ancient aliens show. Sometimes they get a little too scary, but like some freaky yeah, shit's just happened a little on this, bit. Yeah, just some, a little bit. Some freaky shit's happened on this planet and it's still unexplainable and it's still really fascinating and I mean, yeah, maybe aliens helped build a pyramid because that shit's incredible. And mm-hmm. uh, I love stuff like that. But don't know how much I believe it. But it's fun. Uh, I'm all for most of it. Like, I, I do think that there are extraterrestrials out there who have helped form our history. That they have helped us along the line. For sure there are extraterrestrials out there somewhere just because the odds are so high. Do I think everything was aliens? No. I just, but I don't no. know how much I believe that there was actual alien interference in the formation of our human history. It, there's, that I believe. There, Well, there's some interesting evidence where, but what I, I heard recently, um, there's this guy, I can't remember his name or the name of his book or anything like that, but he has the theory that there once was a worldwide civilization that perished and like there was some sort of like cataclysmic event that caused an ice age and caused all the technology to be destroyed and lost and killed off the majority of the human population and everyone had to start all over again didn't have like imagine if things went to shit now and you couldn't just go to walmart and buy things you'd be like oh i know how to use a computer but I don't know how to generate electricity. And so that technology gets lost and people gravitate back mm-hmm. towards the woods again and foraging and then eventually relearning farming. And and so his theory was that that has happened in our past and that's how we get things like, oh, isn't it weird how there's pyramids here and pyramids here? And isn't it funny how you have this theory over here and you also have the same theory over here? Um and that's because we did once have a highly advanced, like maybe not as advanced as we are now, but advanced enough once upon a time. And it was all destroyed and all the records were destroyed. And yeah, I'm so yeah. good at words and saying that's things. That's fascinating. That is fascinating though. Yeah. And I think that's probably a little more likely than aliens having guided our civilization. I'm not saying... Either one is more likely than the other. I'm just saying both are... There's weird, unexplained stuff in our planet's history, and all theories are valid because you can't prove a negative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Any other conspiracies or theories, wackadoos, that you want to talk about the mandroids? (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there? All right. We'll get there. Well, let's get there a little faster by talking about Season 2, Episode 12... Night Shifter. 
Dad wants us to pick up where he left off. Hunting things, saving people, family business. <laughs> Shitty parenting. <laughs> family style. Family style. Flashbacks to Skin and the Usual Suspects. Uh, but then breaking news. <gasps> the recap is interrupted by breaking news. <laughs> We're taken to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A real place featuring heavily in a Hanson song. Where a news crew is covering an ongoing bank heist where there are maybe 10 hostages inside. The reporter's update is then also interrupted by something new happening. A man is bringing a hostage out. And who could that man be but Dean Winchester? Definitely alive and looking directly into the news camera like, Oh shit, I forgot that you would be here too. And cut to fiery supernatural title shot. It's such a good title shot. This is our second SWAT. It's definitely an improvement on season one. <laughs> yes. Makes you remember Mary and Jessica every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had nothing else to say about that. I mean, I, okay, no, we had to say something. They broke the mold. They set us up every yeah, time. Yeah, this is then this is so different. It catches you completely off guard. Well, because it has been a long time since I've seen this episode. So, yeah, I had forgotten things here and there to the point that I was like, wait a second, rewind, play. Did Netflix mess up? Rewind. <laughs> no, they're definitely interrupting the recap. And I was very, very <laughs> proud of these guys. These guys were breaking the routine. It was beautiful. Yes. <sighs> it was nice not just to have... A regular old recap where we just watch all the shit we've already seen before. <laughs> well, something is going on here, right? I mean, it's just right. not like Dean to take people hostage that much. <laughs> so let's flash back to one day ago. And our boys are in suits. It's bona fide. He's a suitor. Uh, Dean's flirting it up. Swapping tales about the life of a FBI guy. No, he's flirting his ass off. Yeah. All the secrets. And secrets. Sam has his hair Lovely. slicked back because that helps yes. him appear more professional while he interviews a manager at a jewelry store. Uh, now, this stylish do does afford us a little sneak peek at future sideburn Sam. Yes. Yeah. And his hair is a lot better this episode overall. We, we're getting a little less cow, uh, cowlick hair flipping out. Ugh. Man, early season Sam is just the hair. The hair. Hair. But our sweet, soft voice Sam okay. learns that Helena was the number one customer of this jewelry store, which I didn't even know that was possible. That one person could just buy that much jewelry. Buy. Yeah. She apparently came in after closing time and was just stealing a whole bunch of jewelry. She's like, I need more. When the security card came in and she took his gun and she shot him dead. Mm. And everybody in the story is like, I'm really confused because she like loved us so much. She said we were her only family. And then she went home. She didn't like run away with the money. She like hid it somewhere and killed herself. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Because we cut over to Dean, where he is learning that Helena 
committed suicide via hair dryer in bathtub, which why would that be the way you go? I no. That's suspicious no. sign number one, Mr. Cop people. We know that this is a fact. She definitely, definitely, definitely killed herself because the cops said so. And Dean's source is Franny, who is thirsty AF for some FBI dick. And Dean's yeah. like, you're a little too thirsty, but okay. <laughs> I'm working a job, but okay. Uh, so the boys get back together and learn that the police have taken all of the security tapes and they're like, damn it. How are we supposed to do our job? <sighs> like, come on, cops. Just let us do our job. We don't fuck with your job. Don't fuck with ours. They head to investigate a second incident that matches the jewelry robbery. Longtime friend and employee of the bank who would never, ever do anything like this robs the bank and goes home to commit suicide. Seriously, though, these cops are doing a bad job if <laughs> they're like, man, spate of robbery suicides later. This It's just normal. <laughs> the person they found to question about this case is the guy who was on the security duty the night the bank heist happened. And this person is Ronald Resnick, oh. a highly paranoid man who is ready to be finally believed. He and Juan, the man that robbed the bank and committed suicide, were great buddies. Resnick's walls are plastered with conspiracy theories and supernatural paraphernalia. He solemnly tells the boys it wasn't Juan who entered the bank that night. It was some perfect copy, and the same thing happened at, the, at a jewelry store. Something is copying humans to rob, and that thing is... Cybermen from Doctor Who. <laughs> Chinese and Russian technology. Terminator tech, which Dean jives with for a half a second, but Sam tamps in and shuts that shit down. They want to know what makes Resnick so sure of his theory, so Resnick pulls out a tape. He made copies somehow between Juan's death and the police investigating, and he shows them how Juan has laser eyes in the tape. Um, he really shouldn't be saying some of this to the FBI, like telling them you copied the tapes, <laughs> telling them that you're going to go after it. No, Ron, just no. <laughs> I but love Hannah, you, man, but no. <laughs> but Hannah, haven't we learned anything from watching cops do their jobs is that the ends justify the means. <laughs> yet. I'm just shocked that at, I'm just shocked at his super quick copying skills because that was VHS. Like, that's not just a click and drag copy the file. Like, that's right? sit and analog <laughs> copy record. Six hours at least. <laughs> oh my gosh, how did he do that? Oh. <laughs> uh. But those aren't laser eyes in that video, and that's not a robot. So it's time to name, name that, that monster. monster. Ah! <laughs> well, Hannah, it's finally here. We have our second shapeshifter episode. Yay. Yay! I mean, it has been like, what, over... Almost 30 episodes uh, since we've covered a shapeshifter? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, hot minute for real. So, I was like, hey, it's been a while. I'm, it's re I'm ready to do my research, and I'm going to do a bit of a deeper dive, because back in, like, what, episode three, my named monster sections were, like, three sentences. 
was like, hey, it's a shapeshifter. You know what that is, right? So I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to do a deeper, deeper dive and learn about shapeshifter in real life lore. All right. But then Hannah. Yeah. But then my initial Google search brought up an article. And Hannah, the title of this article was Five Signs That Someone You Know May Be a Reptilian Shapeshifter. And wow. How am I supposed to resist that, Hannah? You can't. I tell me. I need to you know. Can't. And the person who wrote this article, I really should have gotten their name and properly credited them like, you know, a proper human being who credits people other people's work. But apparently this person like went into the forums and talked to these conspiracy theorists and was like, tell me about the reptilian overlords. Because if you haven't heard of that conspiracy theory, Hannah, there is a theory out there that uh, we are not the only species of, of human caliber on this planet. There's also reptiles that have lived underground and evolved alongside us and plan to conquer the world. Okay. Like so much pinky and brain style. The pinky All and right. the brain. Yes, yeah. Pinky and the so brain. let's discuss these five signs and let's see if you or I are secret reptilian shapeshifters, or maybe we know somebody else in our lives who could be one. All right, let's do it. All right, so sign one. <laughs> Look for reptilian eyes. Check. Yeah, I I really thought the signs were going to be a little more uh, sideways, a little less direct. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it definitely set up my expectations for the rest of this article. So, yeah, first thing is get real close in on them peepers and... Do the pupils look a little vertical? They have the vertical slits. Do they change suddenly? Oh, and apparently there is a small subset of believers of this conspiracy theory that say the best time to spot this is when I guess they're adjusting their transformation. Because <laughs> they said the best time is to catch the mid-transformation, which I'm like, duh, if you see a huge reptile person in front of you, that's probably the first sign that you're dealing with a reptilian shapeshifter. <laughs> yeah. But, so I'm Definitely look that, at their eyes, though. Let me look at those eyes, though. I mean... <laughs> uh, I guess the idea is that it's not a perfect art staying transformed all the time. So sometimes the transformation wobbles and they have to, like, readjust, and those are the times we'd be like, oh, I saw their eyes. For a moment there, they looked reptilian, and I promise I wasn't high. So that's <laughs> sign one. Look at their eyes. Do their eyes look like human eyes or your lizard's eyes? Yeah. Sign number two. Check the skin for scales or odd textures. <laughs> and apparently this is probably the hardest sign to spot because the reptilian overlords... They don't care so much about the eyes. Like, eyes can always be explained away. I got some funky contacts, you know. But the skin, oh, they pride themselves on their near-perfect human skin replication. But again, when they're adjusting their transformation, maybe you see a little bit of green. Or maybe <laughs> you see a scale or two. Or maybe you spot some eczema and you're like, hey... You got eczema? You got eczema, or are you secretly a reptile? I'm going to go with reptile. 
It's the more logical choice, Hannah. Exactly. Sign number three. See if their hologram flickers. Which, okay, alright, yes. That means they're not technically a shapeshifter, which is what I'm supposed to be covering right now. But, <laughs> apparently, I'm saying apparently a lot, but it seems like half of the conspiracy believers are like, they can transform, and then the other half are like, no, they have superior technology, and they use holograms. Okay. So it's it's a bit of the Winchesters and a bit of the Resnicks. Exactly. You know, it's a little X-Files, it's a little supernatural, you know? They, yeah. They double dip. For sure. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But okay, so these reptiles have superior technology, and that's why they're able to infiltrate and slowly take over the world. Well, technology isn't perfect, and sometimes the holograms, like, glitch. So... Check for glitches. Check for glitches. Watch the, those videos of the politicians. See if it's a little, like, flickery in places. It's definitely not the downsampling rate, because that's a technical phrase I definitely know how to use. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Sign number four. Check and see if they seem to have no soul. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because if there's one thing we know about animals is that they have no souls. Even if they are highly intelligent and, you know, impersonating and taking over mm-hmm. the other species on the planet. Anyways, yeah, so these reptiles have been bred to take over and enslave the human race from the inside out. So they look and act like humans, but something just feels off or fake about them. Like, they lack that certain spark in their eyes that says, I feel something. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Bundy. Could be a reptile. (laughs) Probably a reptile. I mean, he was like, I don't want to wait to take over the world. I want to kill them now. It's my money and I want it now. And the final sign, sign number five, your intuition is alerting you of a nearby reptilian. (laughs) So something just tells me you're Mm -hmm. a reptile. (laughs) Gut feelings aren't 100%, obviously. But it is your first line of defense against a reptilian overlord thing. So, Hannah, just keep a wary eye out at all times. Because if a person causes a queasy feeling to start in your gut, it's probably because they want to subjugate you. Obviously. I'll keep that in mind, yeah. Yeah. So with all this being said, I can't think of anybody at the moment in my life who was probably reptilian but i'm gonna be looking for it now oh yeah i'm gonna be looking Mm -hmm. for it now those soulless eyes with the vertical slit all those glitches and that concludes name that i mean (laughs) monster yay ah We've only done it 35 times. I'm just trying to, you know, spice things up a bit. <laughs> you know what? It's time that we, all too, break our routine. We can't just rely on habit to get us through this show. All right. Resnick is on it. 
The poor guy isn't believed by anybody and has lost his job over this, but he has the details of this case down to a T, except for the whole mandroid thing. And he's determined yeah. to hunt down the real culprit of his friend's murder. The boys are unimpressed and stand up to tell Resnick the truth. The truth that Sam delivers is that there are no mandroids, or supernatural creatures, or anything weird happening here. Dean is a little sad he doesn't get to make a new friend, but he yes-ends his brother while Sam crushes Resnick and acts completely like the cops Dean was just complaining about. <sighs> Sam is... I really wish Sam would have told him the truth. I know. It wouldn't have, He probably would have stayed out of the way a little more if they were honest. Yeah. And we're like, we believe you and we are taking care of this. Somebody's on the case. This Thank could you have been a working with the locals type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. They could have worked out a much better plan. But I did want to talk for a moment about um, Sam's character over the last three episodes. Mm -hmm. Because we had Sam with the visions going full on. I've got to hunt this demon down to Dean losing yet another one of his psych club members and being very driven and finding that and hitting a dead end and diverting his path to, I just need to save lives that I can be saved to now he's almost, I think it makes actually makes sense for his character to be acting this way towards Resnick because he's had a bit of a failure right lately in terms of saving people. And we do see Sam being super logical and super vigilant uh, about pursuing his goals. Mm -hmm. Right. And his goal was finding the psychic kids, kids hunting the demon, but he's reached a dead end on those. And the only thing he can do is save people. And so he is fucking going to save people. Even if that means crushing their souls in the meantime. Yeah. Like, Hurting his feelings, pissing him off, but doing his best to keep him as far away from this as possible. Like, yes. just kill but, his dream so he stays out of it. Yes. But not doing it for the right reasons, which I think is why it hurts us to see this. Yeah. Because he's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, and that's... And again, that makes sense with where his character is at at this time. And I'm, I'm just saying all this because the first time I watched this for the podcast, I was like, man, Sam is kind of out of character. Like, I don't understand why this is happening. He's being kind of a dick right he's, now. He's being a dick. Oh my god. Uh, I was like, how how do I make this make sense? And But I, but when you do step back and look at kind of the things he's been experiencing in progression to this point, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, back at the motel. Dean like us, is like, yo, what was up with that? I mean, this poor guy really did put together a damn good case. And mm -hmm. why shouldn't the Winchesters reach out to people who are also treated like they are crazy? Because if anybody can sympathize, it would be them. Yeah. And Sam's like, yeah, Dean, but Resnick isn't a hunter. He's not, you know, trained in all the lore and, you know, how to kill things. And it's not like he's in a haunted house where he lives and he's being hunted. Like, he's completely outside of this and doesn't need to be brought in. So, you know, it's better to be crazy and alive than valid and dead. Right. Yeah. And Dean's like, I get your reasons, but your heart's not in the right place, but whatever. 
And during all this, Dean is mapping out the sewers, which, where do you even get those maps? I mean, he has the original blue. Uh, he didn't Hall. print this off. <laughs> I'm just saying he must have stolen it because he, this is the actual <laughs> blue version. He didn't make a photocopy. Yeah. Anyway, so they're discussing their shape shift 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 case shift, shift, shift. and all their reasons to hate him. They're like, I hate him. I hate him more. Well, I hate him more. Well, he's copied me. Me. Stupid competition. <laughs> um, and I can't remember what the point is, but Dean is like, oh, Ronald is right. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that Dean's already on a first name basis with... Ronald yes. Resnick. Ronald Resnick. <laughs> and Sam was like, I already hate his name so much. <laughs> uh, anyways, there's another bank on the sewer line. They're like, all right, let's go check that out. Because if I were a shapeshifter in my Sulayer, I would hit that Slayer. up. Slayer. We don't get a Slayer this episode. I was really sad. I know. I was looking forward to a Slayer. The boys have refitted their jumpsuits to a different security company and are visiting this new bank to check out the security system. They're from Securaserve Guard Service. The guard on shift totally buys into this and takes them on back. This is the okie dokie guy, and I love him. Mm -hmm. Okie dokie. I like him. He says okie dokie. Dean is super friendly this episode. He likes Ronald Rustic. He likes the okie dokie guard. He's just in a good mood considering he's hunting something that can frame them both for murder. Sam is much more cautious. Resnick could be dead soon. Guard could be the shifter. Be Nothing and nobody is saved. Maybe Mr. Okie Dokie is Okie Dokie, though. It looks like Mr. Okie Dokie's Okie Dokie. Safely back in the security room, the boys settle in to watch some tapes. Hours pass and Sam starts to doubt their own instincts. Dean, meanwhile, leans into some other instincts. Seconds later, however, they spot some flashy eye bulbs. Sam is up and at him, but Dean spots a problem in the form of one incorrigible Ronald Resnick. He's also figured out the next hit on our shapeshifters list, and he's come to lock this shit down. This is not a robbery. This is not a robbery! <laughs> but you should still be scared and listen to me! <laughs> Alright, so mm -hmm. Resnick definitely has a gun. Because those are just stupid easy to get in America, as we saw in... Mm -hmm. Simon says, uh, said, or Simon said, said, right? Said, bread, dead. All right. And he's taking this bank hostage, which honestly, like while it's extreme, it isn't a horrible plan for isolating the shifter within this small group of people. Right? Yeah. Well, Sam and Dean had his way to contain the situation, <laughs> gunless, uh, and Dean's taking the lead because Sam was such a jerk to him. You working for the mandroid? We're not working for the mandroid. You shut up! I ain't talking to you. I don't like you. Fair enough. Resnick isn't feeling Dean that much either, though, and he makes him get on the ground while he's asking, like, which alien branch of government do you actually work for? <laughs> yeah. And the boys are like, I don't know how to handle this. It's like the first time we've been in a situation, a hostage situation led by a human. Uh. And Resnick has them searched for weapons. And they find and dispose of one of Sil Dean's silver throwing knives. Which, when mm -hmm. have we ever seen him use that? He was like heartbroken <laughs> when it got sent down the chute. And, like, no weapons means really naked Dean? for Dean. <laughs> that too. No, no jacket is naked for Dean. <laughs> 
Well, Dean continues to try and talk Resnick down, but this poor guy has just lost his best friend, and nobody believes him. <laughs> Dean does convince him to come closer, telling him that they saw the bank manager's eyes flash. And that's why they're in disguise, because they're trying to hunt the thing down, and Resnick is like, are you sure you believe me right now? Um, And he's like, yeah, dude, I totally, totally believe you. He's like, take me hostage so we can go hunt down this bank manager together. And Resnick is like the happiest puppy dog. He's, He's so like, happy yes, to be finally believed. someone believes me. He just wanted to be believed. That's all he wanted. And he's like, cool, everybody in the vault. No. My only issue with this whole scene is that at no point does Resnick say, I don't believe you. You could be the mandroid. <laughs> Would she valid? That would be a very valid. valid point to bring up. Yeah, could be anybody. Yeah, it could be anybody in this bank. Outside, we see that somebody pushed the panic button because a cop lazily walks by, idly checking out the bank, and then motioning to a couple cop cars worth of officers to start taking action. In the meantime, everyone, including Sam, is being herded into the vault, wherein Sam has to deal with all the thirsty bitches lusting after Dean. Who is that? That's my brother. <laughs> ah, he's so brave. The way he just, like, got inside that psycho's uh. head. Uh, nothing turns me on like men who can talk <laughs> to psychos. Dane has taken off his cumbersome onesie as he and Restig search the place. Man, he got that thing off so fast. I don't know how he got that off so fast. It's... It's actually pull-aways. Uh, pull-aways. one of those onesies that... Tearaways, the yeah. The pull-away, tearaway, yeah, that they <laughs> use for stripping. Resnick gives a holler, which brings Dean running, only to find that Resnick has slipped on some truly horrifying body goo. Like, ew, he slipped in shifter goo. I legit had some, like, gagging moments. They are so good at making the shapeshifter goo look disgusting and real, Bizarrely real all at the same time. Like, ugh. Yeah. Dean briefly explains the sitch while Resnick gets his hand all up in that goo, sniffing it and everything. Ugh. Luckily for everyone, there's a solid silver letter opener on the desk. Resnick is just happy to be not only validated, but also in on this bigger conspiracy. He's so happy he was almost right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for the mandroid thing. Uh... But it, it would be like, you get to join the secret club, and it's a club that you've been trying to be in on, and there's always that part of you that feels, you know, like, we both say, like, oh, these are both explanations for the mysterious mm-hmm. coincidences on our planet, and we halfway believe it, but at the same time, we have to say that we don't believe it at the same time, because we don't want to be those idiots that <laughs> are yeah. just wholeheartedly believe, you know? But then to be told, like, oh, no, actually, this is real. I knew it! I knew it! (laughs) (laughs) Outside, the situation Uh. is gearing up as SWAT and everyone arrives on the scene, dropping topical, typical, typical, (laughs) dropping typical cop lines. Another Another day day in in paradise. They are a little surprised that the guy locked himself in, but proceed to the next step anyways, shutting off the power. In this case, I would say Psych handled the bank heist more realistically. You negotiate and try to keep the hostage taker calm, but not freak them out with darkness. Yeah, this is one of those times when the needs of the plot 
cause the writers to create mm-hmm. an unrealistic situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, okay, we can't make it too easy to find the shifter, so we have to kill the cameras. How do we kill the cameras? Okay, the cops cut, shut off the power. Which doesn't even make sense from a cop. Like, there's no benefit in cutting the power for the cops. Because now it just makes it even easier for the people inside to stay away from the windows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, I, I don't know what there is to be gained from shutting the power off. Yeah. Yeah. Inside, Dean questions Resnick's sanity because he is laughing. And Ronald Resnick is like, yo, that's it. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Just then, lights cut out. And Dean's like, oh, damn. Caps are here. Rezzy's like... (laughs) Ah, the caps caps, came. (laughs) Caps are here. Rezzy is like, what? Cops? But how? Dean calmly assesses the situation. <laughs> they are surrounded with a shapeshifter in their midst, and no working cameras to easily determine who that shapeshifter might be impersonating. Just then, they hear a noise. Do you hear that? <gasps> what could it be? I love Resnick in this moment. He's like, wait, cops? Why are cops, cops? here? I'm not a bank robber. <laughs> Dean's like, <laughs> I'm not doing He's anything like, you wrong. idiot. It's not looking good, Ron. <laughs> I'm helping here. I'm solving a problem. I'm a crime fighter. <laughs> if anything, I'm the hero here. Oh, Ron. Oh, oh, Ronald. Hi, Ronald. Hi, Ronald. Uh, back at the vault, Sam is still unwillingly lending an ear to Dean's number one fan when the vault door opens. And she's all, thank God almighty, you're here to save us. And Dean very calmly says, no, actually, I just found a few more. You saved us! You saved us! Actually, I just found a few more. Beautifully switching up the perspective of the hostages here. It's, yeah, the thirsty lady is all hella betrayed as Sam is called out for a powwow with Dean and Ronald Resnick. So Dean updates Sam, and Sam is flipping the fuck out. (laughs) Dean, he just starts making a list. He's like, Dean, you're wanted by, like, everybody for murders you didn't commit. (laughs) Resnick is an idiot who's going to get himself killed. Case in point, look, Dean, he's in the light, about to get shot. (laughs) And Dean is just like, Resnick, get the fuck down. Like, Use your head before you lose your head. And he's like, Sam, look, it's shitty. I know it's shitty, but it's what we got. We can make lemonade or we can just sit here and complain about how sour everything is and end up with sticky fingers. Like, what's your choice? (laughs) And in all this, Sam has also given Sam a second silver letter opener. And he's described his stupid plan for going off alone to search the bank to make sure it's clear. And we see Dean go off to do exactly that while Sam sits behind and pouts and says hi for the first time to Ronald. And I think this is probably the first time we really get to see the snooty Sam for Sam. It it makes me understand the progression to Kale Sam so much better. (laughs) Because this is the Sam that made friends with all the super rich kids and studied for his exams on yachts. (laughs) Yes. Like, hi, Ronald. I guess I'll talk to you. I guess I have to save your life. (sighs) Yes. Yeah. 
In the vault, everyone is burning up, having experienced their plight, Sam opens the door to give them some air, but at the same time subverts their expectations by also stating, indirectly, that he is also a hostage taker now. At this point, the phone <laughs> rings, and poor Sam is stressed as hell with people. On the one hand, he has idiot Ronald on the phone saying all kinds of ridiculousness. I I'm, I'm not a bank robber. Kind of a crime fighter, I guess. And on the other hand, there's a hostage who is not cooperating and having a panic attack, despite Sam's instructions to find his fucking chill. Sam hangs up the phone and authoritatively states that no one is fucking dying. So relax. Let the man die. No one's dying in here. It is kind of funny that the person who is in charge of keeping the bank safe is the one who panics the most. <laughs> yeah. Like, aren't you trained for this shit? Isn't there hostage-taking protocols? I mean, he may have actually been having a heart attack. I don't know how those things yeah, work. Yeah, I don't either. It just looked like a panic attack to me. Sam calls up the cops saying that they have someone who is struggling, so send in some help, but don't do anything else. Please. <laughs> He's so nice. He's like, I might be a hostage taker now, but I'm a nice one. <laughs> the hostages are like, oh, you are so evil. But Sam and Resi know why they can't let anybody leave. Observant Dean notices a misplaced ceiling tile and pokes at it, causing that section of ceiling to come tumbling down because there was a dead body in there. What? A dead boy that matches exactly the person in the vault who is trying to get the old man medical help. Ronald is holding them all at gunpoint still as Dean walks back in and has a secret convo with Sam. Although seriously, the conversation should have started with silver pokes. Our ship shifter, ship shifter, shapeshifter sees the conversation and is suspicious. Suspicions that aren't helped any when Sam denies his help in getting the old guy outdoors and then Dean dead-eyeing him. Uh, I'm coming for you, son. <laughs> Dean calls the shapeshifter out, I guess hoping to kill him in private, but this person is way more talented and somehow gets the drop on Dean. Ooh la la. Then running away into the bank. Sam... Old Guy and Ronnie hear Dean do the typical, Get back here! yell, and brave Ronnie steps out with his gun, ready to take down the creature that killed his best friend, but he steps out into the light and is shot dead by the SWAT team. No! <laughs> Why did Dean have to fuck up so badly? <laughs> that shapeshifter was good, though. He shifted so fast. I, so fast? But also, like, it doesn't make sense that he was able to get so complete of a drop on Dean, because Dean was ready. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I, I do, it made, this whole scene made me reflect on, why do we have that instinct to yell, get back here? <laughs> <laughs> come back here to somebody who clearly wants to get away from you. Like, oh, yes, now that you have told me to I come guess back here, I you're will. Right. My bad. <sighs> I guess I will come back to you. You are correct. You win this one. <laughs> ah, we'll have to talk about Ronnie later on. Sam does tell him to get down. He did want to save his yeah. life. He didn't hate him that much. Yeah, he did. He tried. Just gotta be, gotta be quicker I mean, than that. He did the least he could do. Alright. Well, Dean has royally fucked up. To the point that now there's nobody guarding the vault, so all those fuckers just run free. 
naturally. They reminded me of, uh, like, mice in a maze. They all just scattered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if we all separate, we'll all have a better chance of surviving. <laughs> uh, and I love that they're showing Ronald Resnick's body on the ground, and you just see the laser pointer, like, scoping out his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're ready to shoot you up the butt again if you move. Dean and Sam meet back up post-innocent person death. And Sam isn't thinking, and he gives the task of escorting the guard out into public to the person who should least be seen by the public. (laughs) While he takes his turn going to chase down the shift shaper. But before he does anything, though, Dean goes to Ronald Resnick to get the gun, say his apologies, pay his respects. Mostly just get the gun, though. (laughs) Need the gun. Uh, we go back to Sam, who is tracking the shift shafter, when he is surprised by all the people who've escaped from the vault. He's like, what are you You're doing here? You're in danger. Get back to the vault. What are you, stupid? <laughs> what are you, stupid, for trying to run away? Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay. They're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. We are in danger. We should go back to the vault. <laughs> this is the weirdest bank heist ever. This is the weirdest bank heist I've ever been hit, and that's saying something. <laughs> Because I haven't been in any. Uh, so, go back to Dean, who's escorting our old dude outside, where everybody with the guns is waiting. And and everybody outside is super confused, because they're like, wait a second, weren't you a hostage a couple minutes ago? The hostages have taken here? over. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's the reason why they let him escape back into the bank unshot. Because they're so confused. Like, aren't you a hostage? They're just... Yeah, are we supposed to shoot you now? (laughs) Like, what's going on? And as he gets back inside the bank and locks it back up, Dean summarizes everything so succinctly with We are so screwed. We are so screwed. Meanwhile, Sam's hunt bears fruit as he finds discarded skin in the stairwell and he's just like investigating it with his letter opener like is it really real goo uh he's going to clear the building while dean once again rounds up all the people to make sure that everyone is safe safe <laughs> safe maybe a little bit no one really knows no. <laughs> we already got two dead people <laughs> Outside, more cars arrive. It's the real FBI because Dean is wanted by them. And Special Agent Hendrickson arrives on the scene. The regular guy in charge is like, this isn't what you think, and Hendrickson takes over the scene, ironically declaring that there is a monster in that bank. Hendrickson arrives on the scene like a badass. Love him. Monster, yeah, just not the one you think. Dean gets everyone-ish back in the vault, and our horny lady is all, You're a jerk. You're a jerk. And Dean, feeling really hurt by that statement, is like, Let's get to know each other. It's important to me that you know I'm one of the good guys. Nobody's buying it, though. The phone rings again. Dean picks it up, and he and Hendrickson have their first chat. It's really tempting to just drop that whole conversation right here. (laughs) Uh... Though I feel like the Winchesters are a little validated here, though, because Dean is like, oh yeah, definitely Bonnie and Clyde over here. And weren't Bonnie and Clyde romantic bank yeah, robbers? They were. Yeah, yeah, they, they were. were. So, 
Yeah, so And Dean, like, straight up agrees. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, we're totally Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Wincesters, I, I okay, see you. all right, Wincest. I, it's not my bag, but I see you. Thank <laughs> you. Henriksen knows about Dean, knows about Sam, knows about the graves and the motels and John Winchester. He is tasked with bringing them in, dead or alive. So, so come out alive or we come in and take you dead. Dean is now between a rock and a hard place and an asshole that talks shit about his dad. They have one hour to end this case before Hendrickson comes in to wreck their shit. Like, oh. He is playing a level of hardball that Dean is not used to. (laughs) He's like, why are you so mad at me? He's like Resnick. He's like, I'm the hero here. (laughs) Yes. Outside, Hendrickson is a liar. You know, we start sentence with, truth is, liars. He says, go inside in five minutes. The guy previously in charge is like, uh, why? They aren't hurting anybody and have already let people go free. Hendrickson is like, these dudes were trained off the grid in a military style and are more dangerous than you could possibly comprehend. And we all fall in love with the boys just a little bit more. Crazy's, Crazy's in, in there. And, and I, I just, just hung, hung up, up on it. Ah, uh, uh, that's a great line. He has so many good one-liners. It's not even it's fair. It's not. It's <laughs> not fair. They, they were like, we need a, a character to come in and be a foil for the Winchesters. We're just going to create a character... Who is nothing but one-liners. <laughs> Just one badass line after another. <laughs> yes. Oh. Am I alone, though, that when I hear about how fucking cool the Winchesters are by outside the standards point of, of view? outsiders? Yes, yes. Yeah. That I'm just like, oh, yes, tell me more about how good the Winchesters are. Like, I, I've never read one of those fics where the boys are actually, like, serial killers, but uh-huh. I would. I would, where they're just awful. From the outside point of view, they are. <laughs> Out of context. And from the inside and from the inside point of view, they kind of <laughs> are. <laughs> Especially in the later series when they stop caring about exercising mm-hmm. demons. And stab, they're like, ah, oh, it's probably dead there. anyways. All the demons dead yeah. and the humans too. Well, let's go back to Sam, and he's still searching, and he finds the thirsty Lady Sherry dead. Oh, no! So he goes back to tell Dean, and instead of our, get this line, it's more like, we got a problem. (laughs) They open the vault so they can tell Sherry, like, hey, guess what? You're free to go. We're gonna let the cops, like, let them know that we're willing to deal. And she's like, um, I don't trust you, which, credit to the writers here, because that's really in line with her character shift this episode, Mm -hmm. and really makes sense, because these two boys right here have done nothing at all to build trust with the other hostages. There have been no positive conversations, no here's where we're at interactions. From their point of view, these hostage takers, these hostages turned hostage takers are just people who are like, you know what? We see an opportunity here to make some money for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so even whether or not she's the shapeshifter, these actions make sense as a monster and as a hostage. Yeah, and she and, even sees Sam holding the silver letter opener. Yeah, and she still goes with them. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, 
What are they going to do? Stab you right there in front of everybody in the vault? Stand your ground, woman. But no, they do not kill her outright, which is weird because they are serial killers and it's what they do. No, instead they take her to go look at the corpse of Sherry. Like, they want to catch her in a lie, I guess. (laughs) But instead of being all, oh no, the gig is up, you've caught me. She instead freaks out and faints. And Dean's... (laughs) That... Again, everything this woman does is in line with her character <laughs> and what she is yes. experiencing. And Dean's all like, ha ha ha, clever ploy. I will kill you anyways. Let me kneel down and lift my knife up high in the air so I dramatically stab you with this very blunt letter opener. <laughs> and Sam's all like, wait a second. This this doesn't make sense. Can we pause? And Dean's like, he just shrugs and he's like, okay, whatever, I'll just go stab the other corpse. <laughs> yeah, I stabbed the one that's already looked dead. Yeah. Anyways, he's going to go stab the corpsey corpse when they hear a crash off in the distance. And while Dean looks back, Sherry, the um, the corpse, sorry, the corpsey Sherry, comes back to life and starts to attack Dean. And Sherry chooses this moment to wake back up from her fainting sode. And she's like, oh my god! Not only is there a me corpse, but now that me corpse is alive, and what is going on? What's dead should stay dead. <laughs> and Dean is getting his ass handed to him, and Sam is like, come on, Sherry, let's go. And the feds are coming to the building now, and it is just an all-around shit show. Luckily, Dean is great at hide-and-seek, <laughs> and is able to avoid the feds while also hunting the real Shiv Shaver. Uh, upstairs, Sherry is found by the feds, and I was like, this is a freak show of a whole different level. Please get me out of here. Please don't get me out me. of here. I work here. I work here, and I don't want to anymore. <laughs> and as they're taking her out, the other members of the SWAT team come across a large man in the dark hallway, and they tell him to freeze. Oh, and this is also the time when I realize... He don't have a cast no more. (laughs) Yeah. It took me a long time to realize, oh, wait a second. There's no cast. (laughs) Back downstairs, Dean comes across a high voltage room and is like, hey, let's check this out. But while checking it out, gets cold cocked. They trade blows back and forth and she is able to distract him by letting some skin come off. Ugh. Despite this momentary advantage, Dean eventually gets her up against a wall and kills her with a letter opener. A thud in the distance alerts him to the other present danger. Meanwhile, the large dude the feds had was Sam, of course, but he's expertly trained, if you remember, and disarms and knocks out the pathetic SWAT members in seconds. Again, with the gun to the back trick. (laughs) It's their number one trick. I mean, they were only human. Like, of course he's going to (laughs) win. Of course. The SWAT are searching every room, and someone in black pants and boots comes across Dean contemplating the body of the shafter. We cut back to the whole team sweeping the place and Hendrickson following closely behind. They come across all the dead bodies, including the shafter, and they are confused because they just escorted the real Sherry out of the bank. The SWAT in charge comes back to Hendrickson and says they've cleared the bank and haven't found the Winchester. Suh. 
The SWAT in charge comes back to Hendrickson and says they've cleared the bank and haven't found the Winchesters. Hendrickson's like, bullshit, do it again. Only that's not necessary. Let me show you this closet where two members of my team are unconscious, bound, gagged, and naked. They just walked out, sir. And we're just going to leave these two here as a lesson to them. <laughs> Do not let this happen ever again. They're not even trying to wake them up for nothing. Just like, look at this. Nope. Look at them. And guarding the Passed door, down. too. Just guarding the door, making sure nobody can come in here and help these two poor men. <laughs> in the dawn's early light, two SWAT members run into a parking garage, slow to a walk, get into the Impala, and pull off their masks. The boys have narrowly escaped. We are so screwed. We are so screwed. That's a winner. Renegade by Styx. Hell yes. Yes. I did find a piece of trivia that said that this is one of Mr. Padalecki's favorite, at least ends to an episode, Mm -hmm. just because... It is so dramatically and beautifully done, and the song is chosen so perfectly. It's probably one of the most iconic episode endings of all of Supernatural. Like, up there with the season five season finale. Sam falling into the Lucifer pit. Like, yeah. Man, Hannah. What a Yes. I think what we should do now is go discuss some of the themes of this episode. Take us to themes. theme of SWAT. SWAT. This is our second SWAT. Will we have a third SWAT? Possibly. I mean, really, we should, because they officially have legit SWAT outfits. Not even a costume. Yeah. <laughs> they can infiltrate with their SWAT suits. SWAT suits. Uh, speaking of, they had suits this episode. Suits? And costumes. I had costumes. I didn't have suits. Ah. I love them suits and them costumes. It's so fun. Is uh is Dean being an absolute perv a theme? <laughs> um, when he's being a gross perv, it definitely is. Slutty Dean is. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a theme too. It's like an aspect of personality. Well, like not so he much him super flirting gross. with the Franny. Yeah, that was fine. You know, I guess if you're into that thing. Oh, but, him checking, but him out, checking the out the ass on the camera. That was pervy. I almost wondered if that wasn't done just to play with Sam because she was wearing a black skirt and a black and white video against a really dark background. It wasn't like Like you could see anything. Like dimension wise, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So a part of me was like, he's doing this just because he knows Sam is watching and it's going to- Get under his skin. Yeah. Kind of how I will purposely make a bunch of- Gross jokes around you uh-huh. just to make you squirm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Say what you mean. Uh, um, it's not so much a theme, but it's a Hendrickson I episode. had Hendrickson, too. We only have, like, two or three of these. We've got to treasure yeah. them. We've got to treasure our Hendrickson. I had a theme of coffee. When did they have coffee? I miss the coffee. Um, I don't remember. But I had it, I had it in my themes. So it must have it been must have there. there. Um... When they were watching the videos? Yes, no. yes, when they were watching the videos. Because oh. they were there for hours. Okay, all right. Coffee. This boy's got to stay caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Got to stay awake and watch all them episodes. Um, 
Well, correlated with that is the alcohol. I'm assuming it was alcohol that Dean was drinking when they were back at the motel uh, figuring out where the shift shafters You're right. Next, You're right. Uh, Mark would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wasn't... Expl- it could have been a soda or... A dark a, soda. A root beer yeah. or a ginger ale. But knowing Dean, it was probably yeah, biz. More than likely. Probably biz. Um, more than likely. This is a shifter episode. How did I miss that? Yes. It's definitely, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a shifter episode. <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I didn't have this written down. Could it be a theme of an innocent person is investigating a case? Because, like, the ghost facers are kind of yeah, that way. absolutely. And then Resnick in this episode, um, in the Wendingo family, they were kind of investigating their yeah, own case. Yeah. Totally yeah. a theme. Uh, it's totally working a theme. Working with and the locals. I, yeah, it's the working with the locals theme. And it's always interesting to see how they react in those cases because you s- they kind of take turns being the whole, like, they're not hunters. They shouldn't be involved. Yeah. But at the same they time... They go back and forth on that. It's not like it's a known... Yeah, it's not like it's a known career option that people are able to go to school for and pursue it kind of like the life finds you not the other way around and they take turns being accepting of that fact and really indignant like no one should be in this life we're gonna try and save you from this life approach very interesting um my last theme was killer music (laughs) ah yeah that is We've had, again, the shitty episodes, no good music. Then the good episodes, like Hunted and uh, Night Shifter, there's at least a piece of iconic music in yeah. it. There's a, there's a correlation <sighs> there. So fucking good. There's a correlation there. Um, Did we say the FBI wanted, being wanted by the FBI? Yeah, that could be a theme. Yeah. It, it's big in, like, season two and maybe three. And then it's big in season six with the Leviathans. <laughs> and then it's never mentioned yeah. ever again by anybody, anywhere, anytime, anyplace. <laughs> All right. And my last theme is we're surrounded. Yes. Oh, my God. How did I not see that? Yep. I always love those episodes the most when all you can think is how in the world are they going to get out of this yeah. one? And. Like, I think we have another one this season when they, the Folsom Prism Blues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also a great episode. Also has an iconic piece of music in it. Um, Very excited for that one, which I'm going to guess is not going to be next time because I've looked ahead at our notes. (laughs) (laughs) But before we can talk about what's coming up next time, we first have to talk about... I mean, this is an awesome episode, Hannah. What was there to hate? Open your eyes. Look around you. I hated the way Sam handled Ron. Things could have gone so much better if they had been honest mm. with him. Like, they could have warned him. They could have used his help. They could have made a better plan together. They could have done fucking literally anything. <laughs> well, because, like... I mean, they could have been as good it people. was. You know, they had two different plans that clashed. If they had just been honest with him, they could have made a better plan together. And he could have stayed out, and they would have been like, "Hey, maybe taking the bank hostage is not the right plan, and maybe you won't die." Like, 
hopefully this will be... I'm excited to get to the next episode just to see how Sam handles people immediately following Mm -hmm. this. Because Sam thought he was doing the right thing and keeping Resnick alive. And then not only did he do the wrong thing, it fucked Sam and Dean's shit up worse. And the guy still died. Yeah. Plus two other... One other person? One other person. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they continue this the guilt from this into his reactions in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you hate? Well, I hated that the shapeshifters' last ploy made no fucking <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, it made no sense. It made no sense. Like... All right, you saw me. You think I'm Sherry. All right, I am Sherry, but you think of Sherry and there's Shapeshifter, and I'm just going to continue laying here. Yeah. Until the coroner just It should have left after they saw that she was dead, like, and they went to go get the real Sherry. It should have left. It should have just left. It should have just left. It should have gone to its Sioux lair. The Sioux lair is not blocked off. No, it's not. No, it's not. You should have gone to the Sioux lair the first time you ran away. Like... <laughs> Fuck! How are you so good and so bad at what you do? Exactly. I mean, maybe the only way I could rationalize it is... No, it wouldn't even at this point try and get the money Mm -hmm. still. Because it's going to value its life more than the money. So this was an amazing, well-written, well-thought-out episode. So much happened start to finish. Like... Our notes for this episode are a gazillion pages long because mm-hmm. just so much happened. And that was the, besides, you know, like, Dean trying to get into fisticuffs with the shapeshifters in the first place. Like, that was the one thing that just made zero sense in the whole episode and really took me out. The fact that they would even take Sherry to go view the dead body in the first place. Like, that whole interaction. <laughs> like, why? Why did Man, you do that? Why? <laughs> why wouldn't you just initially stab her? Or just, why are press, they not just, or, going... or just slice her a bit with the silver and see if it, like, you know, burns? Is that what it's supposed to do? Like, you don't even have to kill her. Hannah, why don't they just take the silver letter opener into the vault and give everyone a quick little pokey yeah. poke? <laughs> As long as this doesn't and burn you, done. you're Episode free to go. Solved. Yeah. It's, we are just so much better hunters than the boys at this point yeah, in time. Yeah, we have 2020. They're, they're in the midst, yeah. they're in the midst of it. Yeah, uh, it. You want to know what I loved? Okay, actually, the more I talk <laughs> about it, the more I talk about it, the more I think the whole plot premise as a whole <laughs> is terrible. It needs to be just rewritten. But other than that, great, amazing episode. Love it. Totally bought in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, tell me what you truly loved the most out of this episode. I loved Ron. Ronald Resnick. He was so close to being... He was so close to being right, and he did everything within his power to do the right thing. Like, in a way that made sense to him. Like, and he tried so hard. He made me so happy. He wanted to save people. You know... You have a good character when he isn't exactly one episode, dies, and is still remembered by the whole fandom through 14 seasons. Ronald Resnick. He's just, he was acted so well by the actor. I didn't look up his name because I didn't try that hard this episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
the the show just did all the work for me. I was like, yeah, I don't need to do anything else. But he had a, such a unique personality in that he was that kind of nerdy, conspiracy believing, but super smart, had it all figured out, and also actually uniquely brave. Yes. Like, yes. I don't think I would have the guts to be like, I think something might be happening in this bank, so I'm going to do something radical and extreme in order to make sure that people are saved. Like, that's yeah. that's really incredible. It was a very unique and interesting character. And yet still, like, dumb in a lot of ways. Like, the whole walking to the light, even though you're surrounded by the SWAT team, not even realizing, like, hey, maybe cops might come to, like, so situationally unaware while being... So tuned in to the small things. He's a big cinnamon roll. He's the real MVP. <sighs> this is a very good, interesting character, and I love him, and you love, love him, him, and it's a nutcracker. Nut Hell yeah. We haven't had a true nutcracker, I think, yeah. for a while. Yeah. Well, Hannah, this was an amazing episode. I can't believe that the next episode will be able to top it, we'll but see. we can try. We'll see. We can try. So what is coming up next time? Next time on Sisters Talk Brothers, we will be discussing Supernatural Season 2, Episode 13, Houses of the Holy. The Winchesters investigate a spate of murders committed by people who were apparently visited by an angel and told to carry out God's will and kill those who have sinned. For Sam, it's easy to believe it to be the case. Not so easy for Dean, who believes they're dealing with the confused and angry spirit of Father Gregory a man murdered on the steps of his church in an attempted robbery. While checking up on a lead, Sam is visited by the angel and told to kill someone. This synopsis was brought to us by Durful85 from imdb.com. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, Durful. Well, thank you, Durful. The new summary MVP. Yeah, that was great. <sighs> this, this, this episode is so interesting because uh, it, 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 this isn't, it doesn't have it, it's not really, and it, we know this, it's not really an angel, but it kind of... I didn't shush. know that. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's, it opens that doorway to what we get later on with heaven and hell and all that. It just... Because before this, it hasn't really touched on the religious aspect at all. A little bit with faith, but they're bringing it up again. Yeah. Oh, this is a good episode. <clears throat> I think okay, I say so that every time. That this definitely... I think I say that every time. I'm like, yeah, this is a good episode. This is a good episode. Well, you didn't say that for bugs. <laughs> There's always got to be an outlier. Oh. And I don't think you were such a fan of playthings. It was like, all right. I think I told you the two things I remembered, and you're like, yeah, that's about what I remember as well. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, so you've clarified for me this is not the episode where we meet Anna. Uh, no. <laughs> Which... Yeah, because she comes after Castiel? Before after. Cast... Uh, mm-hmm. After? I because don't know. Because we already knew Pamela show. Barnes okay. when we met Anna. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Then I really don't remember this. Ep- I, mean, I remember there being a church. I remember there being a Final Destination reference in this one. No, are there drawings in this episode? Or is that Anna doing the drawings? Anna does the drawings. Anna does the drawings. I, 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 I seem to have completely merge those two episodes <laughs> in my mind's That's memory. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Well, you know what? This is going to be a 
fresh eyes for me episode. Sounds good. All right. Sounds definitely good. Let's get holy Let's with get it. Holy with it. All right. <laughs> well, Hannah, until we get holy, how do we get nasty? I don't know. You don't want people sending you like some R-rated fanfic? Yes, you can send all the R-rated fanfic to my Tumblr. That's Jailbreak Fiend or Everything Overlord. That's Mamisha Blob. Oh, Damesha. Um, we have a shared Tumblr that's Sisters Talk Brothers, or you can reach me Doss. on Instagram, also Jailbreak Fiend. And Kindle, if they wanted to send you R rated fix, how would they do so? Well, they better make sure that shit's explicit on AO3. <laughs> and they can link me to it on Tumblr at Kindle Abroad, K I N D L E A B R O A D. Or they can find me on Instagram at Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. And then, you know, if you wanted to, like, if you found a fic that you're like, you know, I think both the sisters would enjoy this one, you can send that right on over to sisterstalkbrothers at jamale.com. I think that's gonna do it. I think that is everything, right? We covered all all the bases. bases. A to B. Right. A to B. And I guess we should be saying here, we're not gonna be watching... Well, we're going to be watching the new season, but we're not going to be doing episodes on the new season because that's just not, like, authentic to our process. We are a true rewatch podcast, so we will rewatch it in 10 years when we come to season 15 again. That's right. So, hell to the end. next week for more monsters, more brothers, and more sisters. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Like how I got holy with it? 